What's good, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios. My summer just keeps on getting better and better. Hope yours is doing pretty well also. We got another great superstar on the other end of the Blast Radius Coffee Hotline. We're joined by Connor Heffler from that nasty St. Augustine defense. Connor, how you doing today, man? I'm good. Glad to be here. How are you? Doing pretty well. Hey, so you just got back from an East Coast road trip, taking a look at some colleges. So I think it's uh, fair enough for me to ask, or, or at least say, summer seems like it's been going pretty well for you? Yeah, it's been going great. I did um, some Ivy League camps. I did the Princeton camp, Yale camp, um, the Columbia camp, and I also took visits at Penn and Holy Cross. And I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. I think the immediate question that jumps out there is you've done them now in the summer. Have you been to any of those schools or anywhere back East in the winter? Um, no, I haven't, but I mean, it will be different. I'm kind of open to anything right now. I mean, even though I've lived in San Diego my whole life, I'm kind of down to just do whatever, uh, just, uh, have some change in my life. Like I think it'd be fun going back East, but I mean, we'll see. As somebody that went back east to Syracuse, uh, let me just tell you, man, it, a little bit of change is fun, but negative four, when you can't see the sun for a couple of days, you start to go, oh, I appreciate now uh, growing up and never having to wear anything more than a sweatshirt to, to school. Uh, oh, I know. It, it certainly is a change. So, look, that that brings me to just the kind of the, the jump off the introduction to who you are. You're part of the Saints defense, defending CIF champion. You're getting Division One interest looks so there's probably some opportunity to play at the next level you're part of what i consider to be the most talented and deep defense this year before we go any further though can we just recap last year a little bit like i said you guys win a cif championship but in overtime in as far as i can remember the most dramatic fashion of all time so just for you we, we asked Tyson McWilliams about this, and he kind of gave us the, well, I can remember every single play. Do you want to go over every single play? I don't need the full game recap, but, I mean, what are some of your lasting memories and takeaways from last year's CIF championship? I mean, just that just that atmosphere, playing at Southwestern is just unreal. Like, all those fans, like, having the whole Saints community behind you is just something that I can't explain. But um, just that last play, just, um, celebrating down the end zone, sliding into the end zone with all my brothers, realizing that like all this work has paid off. I think that was the most rewarding um, part of the game for me, and it was just something I can't describe. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I think the can't describe. Like, unfortunately, I think I could probably ask every single person on that team, and it's really the can't describe because you end up winning in overtime by one. It was all sorts of drama after. Probably yeah. you were convinced a million different points, man, we're not going to win this one. Uh, so you, though, you are a middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Which one do you identify more as? Um, I've been playing middle linebacker most of my football career, but I can also play outside linebacker. We don't get a chance to talk to a ton of middle linebackers. And I want to just kind of start with, with A, how much are, are how much do you enjoy being? Are you just in there because you like being the guy in the mix on every single play? And, and, and B, I, I'd like to get everybody's opinion on seven on seven. 
I think that it's something that has kind of exploded the last couple of years. And as a yeah. middle linebacker, do you take anything away from it, or is it just something that you're kind of like, we got to get through this, can't wait till the regular season? Uh, no, I mean, being a middle linebacker, I try to be a sideline to sideline player, try to be involved in every single play. Um, it's actually really nice because I'm really like a active, like I got to always be active. I got to always be doing something. So I really like thrive doing that. But um, seven on seven, I don't take it lightly. Um, I try to be that leader in our defense uh, right in the middle and just plug everything up, make sure everyone's communicating. And, yeah. So a got to be active kind of guy, is that is that beyond football? Is that just you in all facets of life? Uh, yeah, I would say so. So just kind of like, like you, you are you like physically, because I played with a guy, uh, I played baseball with a guy in college who he always had to be doing um, either like stress balls or bands or anything like that. Are you just, are you kind of just like always got to have just the most challenging thing you can on your plate at all thing at all times in life, and and where does that come from? Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like to the point where like I need a stress ball, but like I'm always I'm always doing something, whether it's going to the beach with friends, um, working out. Like I've really, uh, I've really gotten a passion for working out and becoming better in my game and trying to show that on the field. So, so yeah. Where does that come from? What motivates that? Um, I would say I would say mostly my uh, my brother and my dad. Um, my dad, he's my greatest critic, but he's also like my biggest fan. Like he's always pushing me, he's always motivating me. And I've actually been working out with my older brother who plays football at Pomona uh, College um, in California, and he's definitely one of the hardest workers I've ever met. And working out with him this year, he's helped me gain twenty five pounds of muscle over the off season. So, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be a different player, and he's. Uh, those two influences my in my life have just really helped me. All right, so take us inside the gym and just give us a rundown of like the gnarliest possible workout that you could put together. Like, like what has been something this summer that you have really been like? I didn't do that before, but now I'm on something different. Um, I would say, I mean, honestly, every day at Saints with our strength coach, Coach Sweat, is like a hard day. I would say. I mean, there's no easy day in the weight room. We're always, we're always benching, we're always cleaning, we're always squatting, and it's all like tempos that, uh, like tempos are like uh, we'll do like five second down squat and then um, explosive up. Like some of that stuff is just crazy. But also, um, I've been going to uh, Alex Johnson Sport and Fitness down in La Mesa. Um, I've been going to him for years, and he just kind of fine tunes me. Um, we're good, fam- we're good family friends, and one time I did a workout where uh, he had dumbbells from 15 to 45 um, lined up on the floor, and you got to curl all of them 10 times, and you go through that three times, and then you do um, the shoulder press, and then you do like a curl to press called like a dumbbell gauntlet. That's probably one of the hardest things. I've done. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. my my arms are like my my biceps are are just like hurting thinking about doing something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a rough one. So you said that that culminated in you're 25 pounds heavier this season than you were last season? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you bring up the Saints strength and conditioning staff being kind of next level, up-tempo. To me, from the limited amount of time that I've spent around you guys in, in practice, it seems like that's kind of everybody. Uh, Coach Kramer, yeah. uh, Coach Pomato, it seems like 
not going to say that you guys are coached by a bunch of high school kids because that perhaps comes across as an insult, but you guys are coached by a bunch of people that can match, if not outdo your energy. Do you think that that's part of the success? Um, I really do. I, I believe we have the best coaching staff in the nation. Like, There's no there's no other place I'd want to be than Spain. I mean, um, Coach Kramer just brings so much energy every day. Coach Pomato, Coach Bright. All the assistant coaches, I mean, there's no other, there's no better place you can be. They put us in spots that we can make plays and they prepare us so much. Like, we're just lucky to have all the coaches we have. For those of you that missed it, hit the rewind button about 10 seconds. He just made a claim that they have the best coaching staff in the nation. And so far, it's paid off. It was just, it was the first year of them existing as a cohesive group last year. So, kind of scary what you think they might be able to come up with in the coming years. Uh, let's break away from football for, for a little bit and uh, just kind of let people get to know you a little bit better. You had mentioned going to the beach. Are you a surfer? Um, I did used to be a surfer in about, in like seventh and eighth grade, I really surfed. And then I started training for football and like now it's just become a lot harder because I'm a lot heavier. But um, I've gone to like body surfing, um, gotten into that, like boogie boarding. While you're at the beach, do you have you ever played spike ball? Are you a spike ball player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I ask this question now to everybody because it seems like this is becoming an epic, not an epidemic, it's becoming epic. Um, do you think spike ball would be a good high school sport? I honestly think it would. I think it should be an Olympic sport, too. That would be pretty Ooh, fun. Okay. Put together like a five-man roster from Saints yeah. for the CIF varsity spike ball team. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um, I would say, well, me and Sergio Bermudez, uh, we were we were a good team one time when we went to the beach. So I would say me, Sergio, um, you said five men? Yeah. Got to have a little depth to um, this. Okay. I would say uh, me, Sergio, um, I'd probably get Michael Ambacher. He's got some length. Um, what should I grab? I'd probably grab uh, Jaleel Tucker and uh, probably Tyson McWilliams too. Okay, okay. A little defensive love there. A little defensive love. Yeah. Um, putting on twenty five pounds in this in in the span of a year uh, requires a lot of intake of food. So I got two food related questions for you. Where's the best Mexican food in San Diego, and what is your ideal breakfast? Ooh. Um, so I would say the best Mexican place is, um, a place, uh, a place in North Park, um, by Saints. It's called, uh, Lucha Libre. Um, he's actually a Saints alum too, so he'll always give us some love, like free drinks or free chips. So that's definitely a spot you guys gotta... Surf and Turf Burrito there is amazing. Oh, yeah. So much better than in Texas too. You just gotta go experience that atmosphere too. Um, I would say ideal breakfast. I would probably say egg Benedict, like a really good egg Benedict or a really good omelet. That would be ideal. Okay. I like, I like, I'm, I'm a big omelet guy myself. Uh, what was your favorite yeah. television show or cartoon growing up? Oh, definitely SpongeBob. Hands down. No questions asked. I like your style there. SpongeBob yeah. for yeah, the win. <laughs> um, yeah. If you could only listen to one musician for the rest of your life, who would it be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, 
I would probably say, I would probably say Drake, just because he's got he's got like old songs, but he's also making new songs. Um, he is a Raptors fan, but I mean, I think I still listen to him, even though I'm not a Raptors fan. Do you okay? Are you a fan of a different team in the NBA? Uh, I don't really have a I don't really have a basketball team. I just I just kind of watch like when it comes to playoffs, but I'm. I would say I'm more of an NFL fan. Well, so, okay, we'll get to the NFL in a second, but I want to ask you a Drake-related question. Do you believe in the Drake curse? The Drake curse? Uh, that whoever he roots for is cursed to lose. Yeah, I would, I would probably say I do. So you would not be on board with Drake showing up wearing a Saints jersey on a Friday night? No. Even no, if Drake was wearing your jersey, you'd be like, nah, <laughs> nah, get, get out of here, man. Uh, I don't know. If you're wearing my jersey, it might be an exception. But I mean, okay, so that's that's where the line draws. That's where the, if he, if he shows up with a, with Angelo Pros's jersey on, you're like, ah, Drake, <laughs> get, get out of here, man. You're you're not a day one. But if he shows up with your jersey, you're like, eh, you can sit in the you can sit in the top seats. You can you can sit back there. Uh, uh, you'd have to think I'd about it. You'd have, you'd have yeah, to see it in person and to, before you think about it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you mentioned my mind in person. you mentioned the NFL. Are you a Chargers fan, or, or who are you a fan of? Oh yeah, I'm a big Chargers fan. Even though they moved, that so that didn't affect you in any way. You stayed loyal to the team or to the players. I did affect me, but I mean, I had to stay loyal to the Chargers just because I've been watching them like my whole entire life. So growing up, uh, do you do you watch a lot of the NFL growing up? Oh yeah. Who were some of the linebackers that either inspired you to want to play the position or that you were just a really big fan of? Because I feel like a lot of the kids growing up, they want to be quarterbacks or wide receivers or something like that because they see those guys getting a lot of the, the, the touchdowns, a lot of the glory. It can be harder sometimes to grow up watching a linebacker or two. So who were some of the guys that you grew up really being like, I like what he's doing? Um, I would say, well, number one, obviously Ray Lewis, just because from his uh, pregame warm-up and his pregame dance he does, like, I just always looked up to him and, like, he's a great player. Um, I would also say Luke Heatley, um on the Panthers, and I would say Brian Cushing, um, who played on the Texans. Now, Brian Cushing, he's your Twitter uh, profile, yes? Yeah. Him bleeding? Yeah. Because I was going to say, that seems like the I most... like his... Uh, it seems like the most linebackery like thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say um, just the just like his persona, just like the attitude he plays with is just something something I try to do. Like when I'm off the field, I I just come off as like um, just like a nice guy, just presentable. And then when I uh, and then when I step on the field, I try to just like transform into a different player, into a different person. And I think some of my teammates could probably account for that too, like. I turn into this like alter ego and just, uh, and am so passionate about the game. Now, is that alter ego going to translate into some Ray Lewis esque pregame? Nothing can stop <laughs> us but God type speeches. Is there going to be any of that in the locker room this year? Oh uh, yeah, probably in the locker room, not on the field. No, 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 no. You you keep that behind closed doors. But but if I if I if I double check later this season with Tyson or some of the other guys, they'll be able to verify that you uh, get possessed into a, uh, a, a an epic speech giving Ray Lewis motivating type dude in the locker room. Yeah, probably. 
most likely. All right, well, we'll have to check in on that uh, later this season. I'm curious, <laughs> no no Brian Erlacher in that uh, linebacking core that you liked growing up? Was he a little um, bit before yeah, your time? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, he's probably up there, probably number four. Uh, he was somebody who this would probably be a little bit before your time, but I, I loved his transformation because he played strong safety in college and moved into oh, middle yeah. linebacker in the pros. And I feel like that is a really hard transition uh, to, to make. Right. Let's talk yeah. a little bit of football. I promise we wouldn't talk too much football, but let's talk a little bit of football this season. You guys have Benita Vista, East Lake, Loyola, Otay Ranch, Helix, Morse, Lincoln, Cathedral Catholic, Madison, Point Loma. So, Three defending CIF champs and a non a, a really high quality non section team in Loyola. Seems like you guys this year specifically, but every year are kind of in that Western League mindset of let's play the absolute toughest schedule we can. Okay, great, we'll take a couple losses, but it gets us better in the long run. Would you agree that that's kind of the Saints' mindset? Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think at Saints, we just, I mean, we have a big, uh, we have a big turnout to all our games and we gotta, we gotta put on a show for everybody. And this year we're looking for another state run. So that kind of a schedule though, at the beginning of a season, it, 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 is it something that is, is motivating for you guys? Cause you're like, look, we got to work hard now to be there. Is it something that's a little bit intimidating? What's the mindset for the vibe for the, just what's, What's the atmosphere like for the team right now, or what's it been all summer? Uh, well, uh, we're already we're already preparing for some of our early games, like in spring ball. We've already we've already done some preparation. Um, every time in the weight room, uh, we're always thinking about who we're playing. That's that's what's really motivating. Uh, like during the Holy Bowl, we we'll always we we'll always have the school of North in the back of our minds, like. Uh, and for the early teams we're playing, we're always we're always thinking about them when we're working out. Every time we work out, every rep. So in your uh, going from five to forty-five pound dumbbells, you're like, Benita Vista, Benita Vista. Okay, next weight, easily, easily. I want to ask specifically though about playing Loyola, and uh, you guys traveled up there last year. It, it's something that a, not a ton of teams here in San Diego do, and that in in finding a really tough non-section opponent. I think a lot of times people get really hyper-local, hyper-focused on, you know, we're trying to beat that rival. We're trying to make this new rivalry over here with this school happen. We're looking for a, a team that's a division or two below us that's a win that can help us with our strength of schedule instead of just being like more global thinking, hey, we got to make a deep state run. We got to get as good as we can. We got to challenge the best. What do you guys always take away from playing a really non, a really quality non-section opponent like Loyola every year? Oh well, uh, well, Loyola is a great school. I mean, you go up there and it looks like a college, honestly. Um, but it's really a team bonding experience, also, like traveling up there, um, taking a trip up there, and winning. Obviously, is is incredible. But uh, like Loyola, uh, I, they're really comparable to Saints. I would say, because they're all boys also, just a little bit bigger. So, I mean, it's good to take on another all-boys school. And um, So you guys get, get off the bus and it's, it's the Spider-Man meme? You guys are just pointing at each other like, hey, we recognize you guys. And 
But then uh, I, I not like really, but I like what you said though that winning is is the nicest feeling out of all of that. Um, a ton of winning yeah. that you guys did last year, hopefully, like you said, going to translate into a lot more great winning this year. I always like to ask, and and I I, I know your answer is going to be go check out the Holy Bowl, but I at least like to ask everybody. Um, if, if you had to have the folks come out to one of your games this year, that's going to be at home. So that's a uh, Benita Loyola Helix Madison and point Loma. What would be the game that you'd want everyone to come check out? Um, I would say, uh, I would say the Helix game. So that game will be September 20th, 7 PM at Mesa college. Mesa, and this is not necessarily a question to you, Connor, because you're on the field, but Mesa is a great environment for everybody because it's one of the few setups in San Diego where there's actually some tailgating going on for a high school game. The oh, yeah. uh, the the tailgating is amazing. The pregame festivities are amazing. But then you get in there, and the show on the field is great, but also the pit. I, I got to ask you about the pit before we get out of here. What is it like playing in front of one of the most talented and vicious student sections in San Diego. It, it's, it's unreal. Like just having the feeling of all your brothers just having your back and cheering you on is just, it's just crazy. It makes you play better also. Um, all the things they do, I mean, it makes me laugh sometimes on the field, but it, it's just great having them, having them right uh, where I can see them and knowing that they have my back and they believe in me. It's awesome. Great experience. Well, Connor, we wish you the best of luck this season. Where can everyone follow you on social media? Um, so my Twitter is uh, Connor underscore Heffler. And then my Instagram is also that, Connor underscore Heffler. Um, my Snapchat is um, H-E-F-F underscore City. Are you going to be wearing 25 again yeah. this season? Yes, I will be. All right, he's going to be... He's going to be a little bit bigger this year, so the 25 might stretch out a little bit more, but he's going to be the man in the middle of the defense, mixing it up all season long for the Saints men. Connor Heffler, thank you very much for joining us. Folks, he said it during the interview. They got the best coaching staff in the nation, so you got to assume they're going to have some of the best results in the nation this season. Go check out the Saints all season long. I am Christian Pedersen. The show is SD Prep Insider. Thank you very much for checking in, and we will talk to you guys soon.